Welcome to another episode of the ABLE podcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and today it's really exciting because this is my first installment of the Motherhood series. The Motherhood series is me bringing on a bunch of different moms in different walks of life, talking about their either pregnancy, birth experience, postpartum, and just in general being a mom. And I am so excited to have Santi from Sweet Santi on Instagram with us today. She is sharing all the things from her pregnancy experience during COVID. She shares a little bit of her birth story. And we talk a lot about epiphanies and changes and shifts that happen during postpartum. So I hope you guys really enjoy this episode. excited to have Santi here because she is a amazing content creator started with beauty blogging all wonderful things then became a small business owner and is now a mom I love following you on Instagram we met on Instagram actually we sure did I just get so much inspiration from you you are such like a light you are so authentic And that's why I wanted to have you on. We're going to talk about all the things postpartum, being moms while running a business. We sure are. And I just want to say thank you for having me because I felt like, wow, out of all the moms, all the people, like, why me? Like, why am I being graced with your airspace? So for real, (laughs) seriously, I was like, she could have chose anybody. Like what, what is special about me? So but I would love for you to kick it off to just like talk a little bit more about yourself because that was like a very cliff note overview that I just gave a little bit about who you are, tell the listeners, and then we can dive into all the other things. Okay. So who am I? So I am a Chicago burb mom, grew up in the burb. So I'm from Chicago, born and bred, um, married for the last several years. I have a newborn kind of ish, like a, what, what is a newborn I know. phase end? Like a year New, new child, I meant to say. Yes. <laughs> my, my new, Feels my like new a baby. newborn sometimes. <laughs> right? I'm my new baby, okay? So she's like yeah. 15 months. Um, I'm like a part-time teacher. I do my whole content creation thing. I love that. And just like, I'm calling it like simple summer. Like we're doing a simple summer over here, simple living. I love just, it. You know, yeah. Especially in a post-COVID world, like you really want to simplify life. Oh yeah. I feel like that kind of forced us to just like chill and like kind of put like a pause point on everything. And now I'm just like, just relaxing, you know, get my feet wet to get back out there, but you know, keeping it simple. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I mean, you've been out and about a lot lately too. I mean, you're going to Broadway shows, you're doing all the things. I love it. Yeah. That's fun. When those like happen to pop up those opportunities, I jump on that because as you know, like stay at home mom life, you know, we're just kind of like, that's my priority. That's my first time job, so to say. And then everything else, you know, like the content creation, that's like fun. And you know, my tutoring on the side, that's extra that like that goes around my orbit, my world of Simran. So, you know, how that goes, right. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, being a mom really changed everything for me. I feel like, like, Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? After you got pregnant, especially during COVID, how were you feeling pre 
having a baby? So gosh, I gotta like think back. So I think I got, I got pregnant, I think around like August because she was born in May of 2021. Yeah. So that was like what kind of like in the thick of things, right? Yeah. And I had like wrapped up my last year of teaching in the classroom. I was working out of school in the city. Um, but like from that March 2020 point, we finished off the rest of the school year remote and then had summer, got pregnant. And then it was just kind of like, oh my gosh, like Aishwar couldn't call. My husband couldn't come to any mm-hmm. of like the appointments. Yeah. I think he went to like the first few, but then like that, uh, is it the 20 week? Mm-hmm. The scan. This, the scan. Yeah like that major milestone appointment he couldn't come to and like pretty much to like the end. So that was yeah. just crazy. That is like kind of weird. Yeah. I have nothing to compare it to though. You yeah. Know? Like I'm sure I was just going to say with Harper, it was so different. Oh, it was like nor- quote unquote normal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh That's yeah. Wild. Did you like mm-hmm. FaceTime with him when you were in the appointments or how? I- I did. Well, for that 20 week, like he was out in the parking lot and mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like FaceTiming him, but yeah. it sucked. But I feel like with it being like my first pregnancy, like the, you know, that the whole experience, I have nothing mm-hmm. to compare it to, to be like, Oh, it should have been like X, Y, Z. Or like if, if times were, you know, the normal, so we knew it to be, you know, this is how it would have been. It would have been. So, I mean, it sucked in comparison to like what I feel like people told me, but yeah. it's kind of all I knew. And I made the best of it, yeah. you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. It's crazy. Yeah. And were you the type of person that read like a bunch of books before you gave birth? Oh my God. So I am like a textbook person in theory. I like get the books. I like, you know, and then they just sit there. I got, what is that one? Um, that like real generic or like, like what to expect? What to expect? Yeah. What you're expecting. (laughs) I got that one. And I, and then like the books just sat there. I literally probably like skimmed through it, read a couple pages yeah. and then like the shit just sat there to the end all, like the end, yeah. of, you know what I mean? So yeah. that was crazy. We did do a, um, not a virtual, yeah, technically a virtual Lamaze, but it was like a YouTube okay. series Yeah, and that we took serious, but yeah. then like everything went like, I don't want to say everything went to shit, but like, yeah, everything that we had quote unquote plan. I know we'll get to like the birth plan and all that yes, yes. really just took like a left turn. So you can, you yeah. know, like in theory, you can only plan so much I've learned and then life will happen. Yeah. I did not have a birth plan for either of them. And wow. I feel like maybe Chris did like Chris was the one who was reading all the books Good and was like so <laughs> into it. And, but I don't think we had a birth plan. What was your birth plan? Oh, the birth plan, the beloved birth plan. Okay. So my birth plan was, so my end all goal was like, end all be all was to avoid the C-section. Yes. And I am not the type where like, I could care less. Like, I don't think I got the trophy or I would get the trophy if I like suffered through, like, I believe, sorry, I'm like a tangent person. Cause I'm like, no, what yeah. do I want to say first with this? So it t- technically it's still a natural birth. Like I don't get where, when people say, Oh, well you had an epidural. It's not natural. Like, mm-hmm. no, it came out of a birth canal. That's a natural yeah. birth. Right. Yeah. So like, for me, it was like, the goal was natural, not section. Mm-hmm. Now, if like that mm-hmm. happened, like, yeah, I would have been devastated. Like, yeah. Truthfully speaking, but yeah. like whether or not it was medicated, like to me, like I was still a winner. Like my goal yeah. would have still been met had it been natural, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I was like open to the epidural basically is what I'm trying to say. Um, uh, Pitocin, right? Like that, yes, the Pitocin. That? Mm-hmm. that is, oh my God, it's like a fog. That is the, um, 
what is, what is that medication for to help it, like contra- spe- speeds up the contractions right yeah like I would be fine with I'm that not a, I'm not a doctor I know and no I'm idea. like asking you as if we just did this yesterday I I, I think know. once you go through it like you yeah. have a fog and I don't know if it's like a let me block this PT like a not like a PTSD in a bad way kind of, almost, though. right like mm-hmm. I, I I don't remember and I do remember so vividly and yeah. it was only like a year ago, but like, I could barely remember if that makes sense. Yeah, no. Yeah. I totally right. get that. Yeah. And now that you're talking about this, I, maybe I did kind of have a birth plan for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like- well, 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 what was it? Or like, what, what snippet do you remember that it was a birth, I, like that you have one? I remember like for, well, for both of them, I got induced for both of them. Okay. Okay. But it too. was like week of, like I would go, I went in to see my OB and they were like, you're kind of far enough along. If you want, we can induce you. And How I was like, sure. Mm. It was, I want to say like 39 for both of them. Okay. That's like pretty decent. Like yeah. it wasn't too premature. I feel like that they were trying to make you induce, like they weren't in a rush and it wasn't too no. far like late. Yeah. I, I was 41 weeks. That is long as hell. So basically and I wasn't dilating like naturally. And so mm-hmm. they were like, okay, 40 weeks. If you don't, um, if you don't start to dilate, uh, by 41, like we're going to have to induce you. So I had an induction date. This is actually a sweet story of mother's day. Okay. So I had to report to the hospital Sunday, May 9th. Mm-hmm. And I feel like no one knew what I was talking about that they were telling me had to get done to me. But basically, if my cervix wasn't ripening, I had to get this procedure called. And I'm getting like, wait, is this like t- two TMI for like the no, podcast? No, not at okay, all. Because the ladies need to know, especially if yeah. you're like a first time pregnancy, because I wish someone would have talked about this in hindsight. Like, it was just so weird. All of my friends that had like had babies were pregnant. No one knew what I was talking about. But yeah. so basically, they were like, if your cervix does not dilate, you're going to have to get something called a cervical ripening. Hence okay. why I had to go to the hospital Sunday night. So they basically use like a suppository. There's like different methods to ripen your cervix. And then the next morning was the induction Oh my with gosh. the, I think, oh, the induction is technically with the Pitocin, I think, to start your labor contractions. Right. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. And then, um, then they had to pop my water bag. Okay. Which I didn't like know that was going to happen. Oh, if, if basically the cervical ripening would have like worked naturally on its own, or progressed enough where like my water would have broke on its own, then that wouldn't have happened. The water bag popping, whatever. So yeah, I had like all of that done and it's just like crazy because like I said, I was a first time, you know, pregnancy, first time mom. Yeah. And like, no one could even tell me like, Oh, you'll be fine. Or like, Oh, I had that. Everyone was like, what are you talking about? What's a cervical ripening? I'm like Googling so much. Cause it's like, yeah, what is it? No one knows. And you're, you had three kids and you don't know. And you've had two and like, yeah. So that's, that's my little pre uh, birth story was, you know, the, all those things. And it was so crazy because with the 41 weeks, I was doing everything textbook. Like I was curb walking. I was bouncing on like a, not the medicine ball, that big the exercise yeah. ball. Yeah. I was doing that and like nothing was like nothing the spicy foods or whatever that people say. Oh to do yeah. To. Get close to your partner. Yeah. Thing. Like <laughs> oh my do what gosh. you gotta do. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, yeah, I guess but it was cool because she was born literally the day after technically my first mother's day with her, like in me. And yeah. she was like my little mother's day gift. So that is so fun. 
so special. Yeah, it was cool. It was so special. Yeah, the yeah. way it went down. Well, yeah. And then immediately following that, how did you <laughs> feel about postpartum? <laughs> That's like another one where like you said the word and I'm like, in, I have like, I'm getting like images and then it's like, I don't remember, but I remember. And I just like, really yeah. like, do we as women like block things out because some angles of it were so traumatic that in order to like be able to do this again, if like you want a second, a third, like mm-hmm. you block it out because you don't want to remember the like quote unquote bad. Like yeah. it was, it was very hard. Like I just, yeah, it was, I didn't know what to expect. And you just only learn it as you're going through it. Totally. And I feel like, and I think one of my biggest, like not mistakes, but like what I would do differently. I remember trying to keep my house just as clean, like mm-hmm. when it was just me and my husband. and cook just as much as when we were, you know, living just for ourselves in the house and basically Mm -hmm. doing everything the same pre-baby. And like, I think I like killed myself. Like it was just, and now that I look back, I'm like, oh no, no, no. Like if we have a second kid, like I'm ordering meals, I'm doing take, I think I did take out only like one time in like the whole time since she's been born. And it wasn't even like a money issue. Like we mm-hmm. do enjoy to like cook at home. Like we like home cooked and yeah. you know, when we go out to dinner, like we really enjoy it because we're not ordering a bunch. Like I just, I don't know, but like my friend gave me a really close friend gave like a gift card for DoorDash. Yeah. And I ended up in redeeming it. Like probably like when she was eight months old, like oh just gosh, remembering, right? Like it was lingering in my iMessage and I was just scared that I was going to lose the credit. <laughs> so like I would just, yeah, I mean, postpartum, I think I made it harder on myself than it had to be for these little, um, what is it? Idiocracies, like just yeah. stupid, stupid it's Putting moments. a lot of pressure on yourself. I feel like. Yeah. And I don't know if it was for me to feel like, oh no, like we're like, we're still rolling here as usual, like as Mm -hmm. per usual, or if I really genuinely like ignorantly thought like we could do it, like as if it was just like, you know, pre baby life. And it's like, no, like the whole world, our whole world changed. And like, why did I think that like my floors needed to be spotless, like freshly mopped and look like they're freshly mopped every single moment of like our living hours in the house you know yeah, and like cooking yeah. and serving meals to like me and my husband like what what the hell is I thinking like I, I don't know I don't know Courtney I'm gonna do it so differently though the second time around Good. and you I will learned. tell you I, yeah I sure learned that's I crazy sure crazy I definitely shit, right? did not cook or clean <laughs> right like you're probably thinking like oh my god you're such a dummy like oh my I don't gosh know what- no good for you know. I was a dummy. I'll say it myself. (laughs) That's hard. I just remember it being like the hardest thing ever. (laughs) Yeah. And like the physical changes, like, yeah, my God, I got pictures on my camera roll just to prove to myself what I went through and like, you know, the swollen boobs and the whole, everything, everything. And like, oh yeah. How did you feel like mentally after you had a baby? Like, did you have any like shifts in like who you were as a person? or like any epiphany changes? Um, I just like remember, I think I remember like the first week just being in like a complete fucking fog and like just mm. everything was kind of like slow-mo and like, yeah, just like weird. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I think it, yeah. and I honestly physically felt, I know like you asked like more like the mental changes, but like 
I think like the mentals affected by like, I physically felt like I had been in a car crash. Like if Mm -hmm. that makes sense, like literally like as if I was like hit by a car or like survived a car crash and like, I was like physically recovering, like waddling, like walking, like so slow, like my, like my, or like I worked out so much. Like that was a feeling Mm -hmm. like my legs hurt. Like my body felt like crushed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like mentally, I probably, this was like not all there because I was recovering from my, from my quote unquote car crash. That was really like having a freaking baby, you know? One thing that I wanted to talk about, like in the whole postpartum world, especially after you have a baby, um, like I hate to say this, but it really opened up my eyes to kind of like in a negative way, like the disappointments that you'll experience from people and not only Mm -hmm. necessarily like right after you have the baby, but even like while I was pregnant, like I, and maybe I expect what like I would do for someone else, but I feel like there were just like a lot of like either like friends or like old coworkers or acquaintances, like people that maybe I would have expected to be there for me more than they actually were. And like, I Mm -hmm. get it. Like life is busy for everyone. And so like when I play devil's advocate with like my feelings, cause I am a huge emotions person, like, you know, us Scorpios, how Mm -hmm. we are, we take everything to heart, even though we have like a hard exterior and Mm -hmm. we have that little stinger. Right. But Mm -hmm like as a defense mechanism, but we are all mush, I feel like. Yeah. And so like the whole experience, I guess, kind of like opened my eyes to like either who, who's really into me and who's not like, who's yeah. really into, into it all. And who's not, I kind of like shook the tree and like all the loose fruit or like the bad apples kind of fell. Yeah. And like, you know, I just feel like now it's kind of like who wants to be there will be there. Mm-hmm. And obviously very figuratively speaking. And like, and who doesn't won't. And you'll yeah. see that through action and through interest, really like who's showing interest in your milestone moment and who's not. And you kind yeah. of sad, right. It's kind of just, yeah. and you kind of see like this milestone moment kind of like put, um, I don't want to say people to the test, but it showed you like how different people reacted. And that like, was kind of like the, um, inadvertently was like the test that, you know, I didn't know was being presented in life, but it was. And then you're kind of like, Oh, okay. (laughs) You know, I'm so Mm. glad you brought that up because I, I also felt like a shift in people in my life and it really does show like who does show up and just like the different seasons of life, like what is presented and how things like shift and change. I'm becoming like a much better at going with the flow. And I never used to be like that. I never used to be that like, like that. So I feel like children have really brought that out of me. Yeah. I feel the same way as far as like having patience, well, more patience for sure. That's like a, a given, but like the go with the flow, like you're saying, as far as like, you know, let it go. If it comes mm-hmm. back, if it, you know, just being mm-hmm. like, okay with the fluidity of the people, the situations, the experiences, yeah. because I, I too, like, I used to think like, oh, that person, they're a ride or die, or it's like this, it's going to be like this forever. And, mm-hmm. and I think I was like naively optimistic. And now I kind of like, I've, I've gone through the devastations with like yeah. scenarios, situations, people that now, like, I am so happy to say that, like, it, it doesn't phase me as much. Like That's when it amazing. happens, yeah. I'm kind of like, I don't know if I'm like numb to it as like a coping mechanism. It kind mm-hmm. of ricochets on, off of me and I'm like, okay, okay. Like 
you know, like I kind of laugh at it more. So mm-hmm. the I feel like the pregnancy, the birth and like this, this whole, you know, moment kind of like, kind of gave me that um, perspective of just like, be more fluid with the changes because yeah, like, yeah, I, I've had enough. <laughs> I've had enough yeah. to like, you know, and now I just don't let it bother me as much. Mm-hmm. Like, I just like, don't give a shit anymore. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if it's just more like centering yourself around your new world of like you, you're like, this is like my core, me, my child, my husband, my mm-hmm. uh, immediate family that like, I don't have time for anyone's BS, yeah. like whether it be like the work world, like friends, old friends, maybe their dramas. Like I cut everything loose. That was like weighing me down. That's amazing. <laughs> I was just like, okay, like I don't have to, I don't have the mental or emotional bandwidth yeah. to put up with stuff that just, so like now I just really live simple and happy and just like look for the small joys. And really like my whole world is this, like doing this job. And I know like, I, I kind of have dubbed it. Like if I were an author, my book would be titled like the first five, if it was about like, you know, having a child, like the first five, I referenced to like the first five years of their life before they hit kindergarten. Mm -hmm. And I was a kindergarten teacher previous to this stay at home mom life. So like, yeah, like those first five years, I'm not going to get back. She will go off to kindergarten and, you know, meet the teacher that I was, so to say. And like, I just know how fast that time goes. Mm -hmm. And once it's gone, it's gone, you know, and that's why I chose to be a stay at home mom. I'd always envisioned it this way. Um, Mm -hmm. that if I had children, if I had the, um, the privilege to be able Mm -hmm. to stay at home with her, cause I know that there are probably moms that like would want to be the stay at home mom and they, you know, cannot, they have to go out and work or there are moms that, you know, want to work and they couldn't picture doing this like day in and day out. And like, there's Mm -hmm. no right or wrong way to do it, but like, this is my story, obviously, like you're having me on. And like, I just feel like if I was going to have a kid, I want to be with her day in and day out. You know, I didn't see myself, um, even as like a classroom teacher, like I would leave my house at like six 30 in the morning, come back at like five, five 30. Like I just didn't see myself being away, having my mom or someone else raise her for like the 11, 12 hour day, see her for an hour and two hour or two in the evening. And then just like do it all over again the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is my life. This is my priority. And I'm just, I'm blessed to be able to do it. Cause like I said, it's, it's a privilege that I have that I, you know, I'm able to do this. Absolutely. And that's a mm-hmm. perfect way to say it. Cause I feel the same exact way. And we also get to have fun side hustles while we're doing it. Oh, I know. Cause that's the thing. Like, I feel like I, my identity outside of motherhood or like right before this was like, miss S like that's, I'm the teacher, mm-hmm. right? Like that was my, my nine to five, so to say, like the, my, my work job. And then, you know, this was something that I always knew I would want to do. And if I got pregnant, so it's like, I still tutor on the side and my small business of tutoring. And you had mentioned earlier with the small business thing, which mm-hmm. I love that me and you have that in common. Yeah. Like, I feel like we have so many connection points. Like, first of mm-hmm. all, I want to say, and I know I'm going off on a tangent, but I know no. to be like a spicy podcast only because also we're both Scorpios. We so are. I, I feel like we're, we're kind of a centric. We're kind of like, I don't know. We're kind of out there. Yeah. Me and you. Scorpio so like, sisters. 
<laughs> Scorpio sisters, stay at home moms, like small business side hustle. So like there's a, I, yeah, like maybe that was meant to be why like you chose me yeah. as well, because I was just like, yeah, I really connect to you. I'm like those, those little titles, those little, you know, that encompass mm-hmm. who we are all together as people. Absolutely. Do you have any advice for new moms that kind of want to do the same thing and want to be a stay-at-home mom, but also want to have a side hustle? Because I think there is a lot of like group of women that are becoming entrepreneurs now. Oh yeah. You see that. I feel like I see that like on social media and stuff, like whether, Mm -hmm. you know, you're the stay-at-home mom who wants like another purpose, like within your role. And you're like, man, I want to do something or I want to have a passion or like, Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, I've been seeing that a lot. So what would my advice be to you ladies out there? Um, well, I would say, first of all, figure out what it is that you want to also do outside of this, that you feel pa- like passionate about enough that, that you will actually want to like carry it through maybe like more than like a few months or like you see it growing, mm-hmm. um, figure out like how you're going to manage your time with it or how you're going to get support for you to be able to do this side hustle. Um, whether that's, you know, getting an in-law or a sibling to come over and watch your kid or a babysitter, like, how are you going to actually bring your plan to fruition? Mm -hmm. Because it is hard. It is a hard juggle. You know, I currently only tutor a couple of days a week and like, it's a big production to get out the door. Like I'm with Simran, then I might get some things ready for my mom to, my mom is the primary caregiver outside of me. Um, so like, she'll come over and it's, I have to kind of brief her on what we're doing or like, you know, what's, does she have to eat? Does she need to be changed? What she, did she just wake up from a nap? Like mm-hmm. what's to come? And I have to get myself ready for my lessons and my students. And like, yeah. And as a stay at home mom, it's like, you have to like, <laughs> it has to be worth your while. Or you have to like enough what your little side hustle is to, to make it be worth your while basically. Totally. That's what I'm, what I'm trying to say. Cause it's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of freaking work to get myself out the darn door. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it has to be like, you know, something. Cause your mind's on everything else. You're, you're thinking about Simran, your husband and preparing your mom. Like, yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And like when I'm, you know, trying to do my preparations for my side hustle, I'm doing it a long while the primary job, which is taking care of my daughter. So it's like, Mm-hmm. It's a lot, you know, and, um, I would just say, figure out like your network of support and like logistically objectively figure out how you are going to carve out the time for this, not to like take off like a rocket and then like fizzle, like, you know, be like a sad fizzle out. Basically you have to like advocate for yourself and ask for the help. Even if you have the supportive spouse or supportive network, whoever you live with, you know, they might be nice as pie, but if you don't tell them like, Hey, I have X, Y, Z to do. Can you do bedtime? Because I have to do this. You know, they may just genuinely not know and like not do it. Not because they're like not supportive or yeah. just want to go do something else. They just like, don't know, like they need some direction. So mm-hmm. I say that like, is great up. advice, right? Like yes. speak up. <laughs> yes. I love that. Advocate for yourself. I am terrible at that. So I needed to hear that. So thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, like, you know, I'm always like, I I feel like I, I always think of things from like a compassionate, like empathetic lens. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. maybe someone doesn't speak up because you, you know, I don't know, you've been in environments conducive not to speak up or Mm -hmm. how you were raised or your, um, just your character of being. So like I say that and then I kind of feel bad, like, Ooh, like it may not be so easy for someone as easy as I'm just saying, Oh, just speak up because 
there, there's like so many reasons why you may not as a person. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think about that. Like, I'm also thinking of it from other, like another lens, but I have a very like big personality. I've always been a big mm-hmm. talker and just kind of expressive. So it's easy for me to speak up, but not everyone mm-hmm. I guess is like that. So disclaimer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. One other question before we wrap this up, yeah. what is your favorite way to self-care, like give yourself self-care because I feel like that is so important for moms. And a lot of the time our own self-care gets like pushed to the side because we're so focused on everyone else. Okay. So this is also bad advice. So my self-care is, is usually my vices. So I, I love to eat. I love to go out to mm-hmm. eat with my friends. I love, I'm a very indulgent person and I don't yeah. know if it is like the the Scorpio and me where we're kind of like all or nothing, like very drastic. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I like want to do something, I kind of go all out. So yeah. like I will go have like, a you know, out to dinner with my friends and like we're, it's as if we're like taking each other out on a date, like we're splurging left and right, like mm-hmm. we're ordering everything off the menu or I like to go out a lot and like socialize mm-hmm. with other people or get my nails done this. So like that's kind of my self-care or kind of like all my little vices. I love that. <laughs> right. My Dunkin' Donuts, yeah. like people that follow oh, me. Oh, you're a big Dunkin' girl. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. So like my self-care is, are probably things that I should not be do- like that. Those should be my restraints, but I I'm so comfortable, I guess, at this point in my life with like knowing myself that I'm just mm-hmm. like, yeah, that's the deal like that, you know, I'll admit it and do what you want to do. Like, I love that about you. I know, but I need to get better because like I said, I'm so overindulgent that like, you know, self-care usually you hear like, I work out, like I take care of my, I do yoga. And it's like, that's Mm -hmm. the shit that I should be doing. Instead. I'm like calling my friend, like, let's go get like a nice pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Or like I'm getting my coffee for like the fifth time this week. And it's like, no, it should be like, I I need to drink more water. I need to move my body, make my coffee at home. Like that's, those are the answers I should be giving you, but like, I don't. So you're being realistic. That's, I appreciate that. Yeah. I'm being freaking honest. Like, Hey, by 35, like if I'm not going to be honest with myself at this point or other people, I'm wasting then what's time. What's the point? Then what's the right? point? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have blossomed. So this is a real deal. <laughs> I love that. Well, this was so fun. Thank you for having me. And thank you so I hope, much for coming. Yeah. I hope that it helps some of the mamas out there, you know, at least hashtag, feel related to. Yeah. Yeah. Hashtag the raw and real. Hell yeah. <laughs> thank you, Courtney. <laughs> thank you.